story goes, because it's like when they start off, they knock on the door, say, you have any work? And I say, well, what do you do? I say, anything for money. And yeah, so so when you're getting going, you do anything for money, right? And and then and then once once um uh um once you cross once people cross seven figures, then it's like growth all of a sudden gets stunted because it depends on you to do everything. And 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 so so in order to, to bust through that ceiling and hit the next level, there's a couple of things that have to happen. One is is you need Welcome to 7 to 8, our special series on 7 to 8 figure entrepreneurs. In this special series, I interview million dollar, some $10 million, and even some million dollar business owners who uncover their twists and turns in their entrepreneurial adventure in order to help you to avoid the potholes and stick to the fast track. Welcome now to Center Stage, our next special guest. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Chris. Chris, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks, Michelle. Awesome. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Yeah, so um, I'm Chris Goegan. I'm uh, uh, owner of Engineer Growth Systems, and i from Canada. I live in California. Got uh, four kids and a uh, black lab. I play hockey, speak funny, and uh, I see. I think that's the personal side. The the business side. Um, we grow and scale businesses. Is that's what my business does. Nice, I love it. So, how did you get into scaling businesses as a thing? Yeah, it, it, it's um, uh, name of the business is Engineered Growth Systems. So it goes back to my days as an engineer, and this wasn't by. It wasn't by design. I wish I was smart enough, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> um, start off as an engineer. I built high volume manufacturing lines for a Ford Motor Company. Then um, I moved to California, built parts for the International Space Station program, a bunch of other things. And then and then I saw how much engineers made. And then it's like, oh, that's not, not very encouraging. And then um, so I got into sales, um, uh, banged out over 100,000 cold calls. And then, um, yeah, then uh, um, I know I, I wasn't good at it at all um, initially. And then I had some mentors that came along and, and helped me out. And then, then I got into marketing. Did a ton of direct mail. I was actually going to buy a, a direct mail franchise, but then, um, uh, but then I figured, you know, I'd save myself a few hundred thousand dollars and just, you know, just start up a business instead. And um, so did a ton of direct mail. Then along came this thing called the internet. Maybe you've heard of it, you know. And then, um, yeah. And so, so, uh, so I blend engineering, sales, and, and marketing together, and we we build um, growth plans with uh, with companies, and then help them roll them out to, you know, get to, you know, um, uh, seven, eight plus figures. Nice. I love it. So when it comes to direct marketing, because I mean, I get that the internet came along, but I also found that direct mail outs were still incredibly successful and the ones that stuck to it were successful. Are you still using that as part of your methods and strategies or has that gone by the yeah. wayside? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because no, because it's like I, I had this, this engineer to, um, approach to, to growing businesses mm -hmm. where like when I was an engineer for Ford, and um, had, had an assembly line, we had to make a million engines defect for every single year. And so like on the cylinder block, for example, had to put a hole in, in you know, in, in the cylinder block. And it had to be in the, the exact same spot, the exact same size every single time. So I, I didn't care what technology we used. I don't care, you know, we, we drilled, ream, burnished, rolled, burnished um, board. I didn't care what technology we used. All I cared is that the hole was in the right spot, the right size every time. So when it comes to marketing, it's like I've got the like an engineer's mindset on where it's like, like I don't I don't try to stuff anything in. I just look at what's what's the best um, uh, traffic platforms plural multiple uh, to to get the best end result 
for the, the lowest cost possible. So, so direct mail is a fantastic thing to do, um, especially with, with, when you look at like cost per clicks and stuff like that for, for these online platforms being so high. Direct mail is absolutely fantastic. You can do some incredible things with it. But we also use we use online stuff. So we use a lot of online and offline stuff. So it's, it's, a, it's a big mix of things. Nice. So talk to me about engineering growth and how does it differ from other programs? Like when you come in, what kind of things can people expect to experience? Yeah. Good question, Michelle. Um, Cause you like when people start businesses off, like to get it off the go off the ground, you just got to do a ton of work. You know, it's just a lot of sweat equity and you know, you wear a hundred different hats. Like I remember when I was an engineer, we had this, uh, we still outsource a lot of work to this one company called AFM. And, and and I remember asking my engineering manager, these guys were brilliant. They did incredible like, like work. They, they made like custom molds. And and um, so I asked the engineering manager, I was like, what does AFM stand for? And he laughed. I'm like, all right, there's a story. He goes, yeah, it stands for anything for money. And I, I'm like, I'm like, what is that? He says, well, when <laughs> they start off. That was the off, best one I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, I, I, lo I loved it. It was it's so self-explanatory. He goes, because it's like when they start off, they knock on the door and say, you have any work? And I say, well, what do you do? And I say, anything for money. And yeah, so so when you're getting going, you do anything for money, right? And and then and then once once um uh um once you cross once people cross seven figures, then it's like growth all of a sudden gets stunted because it depends on you to do everything. And 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 so so in order to, to bust through that ceiling and hit the next level, there's a couple of things that have to happen. One is is you need a, a really compelling vision. Um the team's gotta be all on the same page. And then, and then you have to have a, a good strategy, and then, the, and then the, a plan to roll that strategy out, and what, which involves removing the owner from the one being all the magic all the time, doing everything all the time. Uh, like other, to me, there's nothing more maddening than the lack of growth. Well, actually, lack of growth over a sustained period of time. But the other side of it is growth with no systems. When you have growth with no systems, it's it's even more maddening because you have even less time now. I mean, you'll have even less time then than than you have now. It, it, if that's even imaginable. <laughs> Absolutely. They're like, I'll solve my problems with sales. It's like, no, that'll just break the system that you have. Actually, <laughs> it's what that'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so, so when's so the best time to start putting in systems? Because I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to put systems in if that's not the way we're going to be doing it six months down the road, because then that becomes a waste of time. And, you know, there's this whole mindset around <laughs> how do I systemize what I'm doing? Yeah, because it's it's um because initially when, when you're in that AFM stage, it's like and and that that can last up until, you know, like you're in the six figures and seven figures. But but you hit a point where it's just like, you know what? I don't like to do this. I don't like to do that. This this is what we do. This is the core of what we specialize in. This is what we're all about. Like like, like when you have that, then it's a fantastic time to, uh, to put systems in. Uh, we actually help people. We shortcut this and help people put them in earlier. Um, but you still have to go through that that iteration of trying to figure out who you are, who you want to be in the market, and 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 the specific someone you want to be to a specific, to solve a specific problem for a specific somebody. Um, and then when you have that, then then you can build the uh, build these growth systems out and really leverage them for like really big growth. Nice. So when it comes to setting up those systems, is there a best way to do it? A certain kind of plan that you'd look at to go, okay, you need to have this in place first before you can even start thinking about putting in a system for that? Or is it like when you come up with something, just record it and <laughs> figure it out later? How do you go about it? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it's, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to back up a step on, on that question because like a lot of people have, um, a misconception of systems, um, or, or 
maybe a different definition of systems than than, than what I would uh, what I would consider. So I, I built I built hundreds and hundreds of systems and operations and sales and marketing. And um, in a system, it doesn't have to be like people think it's this like three inch thick document that you put it down on the desk. It goes boom. And then nobody refer it's like I got this done and then nobody ever refers to it. It's a pain in the butt to, to develop. And then it sits there and nobody ever looks at it. Well, that's not necessarily true because it's like a system could be just as simple as like, like just starting it off in your head. I, I know, you know, like every systems book and stuff like that will, will, will beg to differ, but you got to create in your head first. And you you, you got to, you know, or, or on a, or on a, a legal paper or on a whiteboard, you develop the system out for just as, this is how we do things here. Like on the sales side, this is how we do our sales process. We're going to do an initial call or we were, and we're going to do a second call. We're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. You just start chunking it out and you don't make it detailed in, until you're at the point where, where it's, it's like, you've got it down. Which, which is usually like a few iterations later. So, because um, if you do the big thing, like thing of paper, like people won't, they won't listen to it or won't follow it or won't, won't do it. So you got to figure out this is, hey, hey, this is how we do it. Now, once we, once we know how to do it, let's start, let's start documenting it, but document it in a way where, where people can uh, be trained off it and, and use it. So. Nice. I love it. And do you find that there's a difference between, say, kind of operations, how we do things, marketing, sales? um overall strategy is there again is there a place to start is there how do you do it yeah yeah so so, so when it comes to like um um like because before systems it, it's there's just got to be because the core of it is not to build systems it, it's it's a scale of business and and the mm -hmm. scale of business that 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 frees up the owner's time right and and so before that can be done there's got to be a new vision because you know once you're at once you're at seven figures, life kind of gets all right. You know, like, you know, bills are paid. Well, well for the most part, there's, there's, there's other people who, who aren't that. They don't know their numbers, their margins are, are, are horrible. That, that, that's a different story. I, I'm talking about people who are like at a healthy seven figures. And like um, bills are paid. They have money to do some stuff. They usually don't have a lot of time. So there, there needs to be like a new compelling vision. Like like so, something that, that that you really want. In fact, it's like a company... Uh, working with her at 10 million, want to get to 50 million. If their goal is to get to, to like like 10 to 12 million, they don't need to do much. You know, if a goal, if you're at 4 million and your goal is to get to 5 million, you don't need to do much typically. You just keep doing what, what you're doing, you know, maybe do a little bit more, you know, you get a little bit more of an uptake. Um, but but when you want to do something new, you got to have this new compelling vision because because, because you're, you're going to need, you're going to need a push to get going. So, and then once you have that vision, then, then it's time to, you know, develop strategy, you know, and then, and then roll it out. Um, and, and so, so like when you're looking at systems, it's no systems matter until you have that vision. And then that's gotta be like something for you. Once you have that, then, 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 then we start like chunking it down. We start looking at, at marketing systems. We start looking at sales systems. We start looking at, at operational systems and we look at, you know, where, where the biggest bottlenecks are of the owner's time. Or the or or the key members' time, where those where those biggest bottlenecks are, and then and then we we look at okay what we can do to to free up the time to avail more time because we want to work on uh, on on the marketing side is really 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 critical the marketing and and then the sales all th all three blend together but developing um, the the more time to work on on marketing and sales. Love that. And so when when you're looking at a business, kind of is there um preliminary things that you're looking at are, are there fundamentals to how they're running their business that you're looking at what's important to you 
Yeah. So, so like um, once a company hits like at seven figures, there's a lot of things that, that you can do because there's a lot of things that you've done to get there. Um, and then you can come in and like we can come in and, and, and look at a business and find 10, 20, 30 different opportunities, you know, to help, to help grow that company. Um, because there's just a lot of stuff that the owner just doesn't have time. They don't have time to, to get to like they wish they did. But they don't have time. They also and they also don't know other things that they should do because there's so many options out there. What people can do, they, it's like what should do is is a different thing. So 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 like like uh um one company we was working with, they're at four million, and uh, we we went to work. They, they had a pretty good pretty good marketing, pretty good sales system. That their their uh their fulfillment was 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 excellent. Um and and, and by the way, it, it's like I um. I use this terminology that that I got from my good friend Michael Gerber. Um, if you haven't read his book E Myth, go get it. It's absolutely it's absolutely brilliant. But Michael talks about uh, this three legged stool, and um, three legged stool is lead generation, lead conversion, and client fulfillment. Lead generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment. Got to get leads, got to close leads, and you have to deliver on the leads what was promised. And with if you have a three legged stool, if one of the legs is missing, what happens to that stool? It topples, right? So. So, um, so we, we go to work on, on, on these three legs. And once we have like, like the three-legged stool in place, this becomes a, the core building block, like, like for the business. So a, a client was working with about $4 million. The fulfillment side was, was down um, really good. This is a uh, solar company. And um, we went to work on, on, the, on the marketing because it was pretty good, but, but good for where they wanted to go, didn't cut it. We, we want to make it great. And, and their sales was, was, was pretty good. But the, the, the main, we, we determined the main place to focus was, was on their marketing. So we went to work on their marketing and on their differentiation and um, found out that where they really excelled at was not what, what they were like, um, their clients had no idea about, about it. They just knew that they were good, but they didn't know how good. So, so we, we developed that differentiation and we dealt, developed the messaging around that. And then, and then we, we put that out, we tested it, we refined it, we tested it, refined it. And then, then what happened is they went from, from uh, 4 million and a little under two years later, they're at 20 million, kept it up, kept it up, kept it up. And a little under two or a little over two years later, they're at 65 million. So from 4 million to 65 million in, in just under five years, because we built these, because they built these systems these growth systems and they got really dialed in on what they're really good at and the space that they want to own in the market. And then we communicated that really effectively. And then, and then, and then their, their growth took up. It wasn't vertical, like right away. It, it was kind of like, 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 you know, kind of like a little bit, a little bit. And then, and then, and then it took off, you know, and that's where things, that's where things get fun. Nice. I love it. So who would you say that you serve and support now? So either who's your ideal client, where the majority of your clients come from, yeah, so so I've worked in over 100 different industries. Um, I've worked with many industry leaders, many thought leaders, um, uh, some very well-known people, um, some people that that nobody's ever heard of. Uh, so I work primarily with and uh, professional services um, uh, businesses and and uh, local services uh, contractors as well. So local professional services coaches, consultants, authors, um, uh, doctors, lawyers, CPAs, uh, financial advisors um consultants just just a, a, a wide variety right i love it so you've given us a great cinderella story of of somebody that's been able to put that business growth in place um is there any industries that you would say that it works extremely well for or is it merely a matter of getting the the executives kind of head in the right place to 
go, okay, this is what we're going to do now. Here's how we're going to change and this is how we're going forward. Yeah, so it works really well. Um, I'll, I'll tell you who it does not work really well for. It does not work really well for somebody who's, who's the uh, um, competing on price. It, it, it Competing on price is a race to the bottom. So it works. Everyone I work with is they, 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 they're more expensive than others in their industry. They sell more value add. So it works really well if, if you're more of a premium service or, or you know, premium contractors, so like you, you sell something premium. Um, then, then, and especially where education, if you can educate people about things, then, then it works extremely well. Thanks, I love it. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having in the thing? Wow, Chris, I need to bring you into my business so badly. Like, Obviously, completing on price is not a good one. Um, you know, they're they're stuck at that <laughs> at that level, whatever that level might be. What are some of the things that they might be thinking or going through? Yeah, so so uh, they're always like going through. It's like I want more. I, I want more. I, I know there's another level. I know there's another level, but I can't get there. That, that's that's always the the yeah the starting point. Um, and or or they could just be just like, hey, you know what? We've done really well in this business. We want to start a new business, you know, like centered around that. And I, I work with a client there and we, I, I built all their marketing systems, all their sales systems, um, everything like right out of the get-go. And we went from zero within four months, we were doing uh, two and a half million. Um, so, 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 but, but they, 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 the thing is they got to want to, like my dad used to always talk about like this Indian tribe called the got you know, you got to want, you got to want to growth. You got to want to have growth. You got to want more. You got to want to, but the, the other thing that they got, got they got to want to have is, they got to want to have like more time and more freedom because a big thing I'm telling you, a big stumbling block for just about every business that, that wants to go from seven, eight figures is, 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 is what's between their, their two ears. Like they, they, they don't want to let go of control. They say they do, but they don't. And, and if they can't, if they can't let go of that control, they're not going to have the growth. They're going to go insane, but, and they're not going to have growth. So what are the some of the things that they have to do to be able to let go of that? Because I know if a lot of people have never had to hire people before and they start into a company and they're like, oh, I have to hire people. And a lot of people do it really badly. <laughs> they don't like to admit that they do it badly. So they like to blame the people that they've hired for not being competent or capable. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's probably not what happened, but okay. Yeah. Um, what's your take on that? Well, most people, when, when they're hiring people, they, they, uh, they don't hire, they, uh, they abdicate. So they, they like, I don't want to figure this out, you know, like on, say like on the marketing side, like, you know, I don't want to figure out marketing. So I, I'm going to hire somebody to figure it out. And I'm, I'm not going to be involved at all and wash my hands and they're going to figure it out. Well, they're, they're really abdicating responsibility for it. When it comes to marketing, um, like I, I'm, I'm adamant about, you know, the, uh, the, the, the owner, the CEO, the founder needs, absolutely needs to be involved with it. Um, at least initially, not, not down the road, but at least initially, because that's, that's who they are. It's like the business is a core essence of, of, of who they are. And that we need to like, you know, reach inside their soul and, 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 and pull out like that, that beating heartbeat and just, just present that, that to the market. Um, and, and so they need to be involved, but not on an ongoing basis. Um, you know, especially like, like on, on the marketing side. And, I, and, and I'm sorry, I, I think I might've taken off on a tangent. I love tangents and they make they're, me they're, think, they're, they're oh, oh yeah, that's, but in the realm of, of abdicating, yes, I totally concur. And uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why I, people think that if I hire somebody that's good at what they do, that they're automatically going to be able to lock and load in my company. 
without me having to tell them, oh, this is how we do it, or here's the content <laughs> that you're going to need in order to be able to do your job well at this company. Um, a lot of CEOs just kind of don't see it that way. And I still see that as being evident, even in the seven-figure businesses, not so much in the eight-figure businesses, because by then they've got some middle management going on and and they've hired some people that can um, kind of, they know that their role is to give <laughs> some some leadership or some direction to the people that they've hired in order for them to be able to do their jobs well. Um, but I still see in marketing sales particularly that they'll hire well, but then they don't onboard well or train well or kind of whatever the case is. And then they end up spending more time doing the thing because they're like, oh, it's just easier to do it myself or some variation. It's, it's always easier to do it yourself in the moment, right? Uh, but 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 it's like, do you all, always want to be doing it yourself? You know, and and see, most people like, they think that, hey, I'm really good at what I do. I'm hiring this person. They're going to be really good at what they do. And they, they don't necessarily vet them out. Like if everybody... If everybody that, that the company is hired was like you, Michelle, there, there, there would be no problem because because you, you're professional and you're excellent at what you do. So so there, there, there would be no issues. Um, uh, but but a lot of people aren't. There's there's like a lot of there's a lot of crap, a lot of junk, you know, like like providers that, you know, out, out there for things. So so it, and it depends on, on, on the level of things like when we're, when we're working on higher level things like 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 the marketing, the um, uh, you got to especially on the marketing, the owner needs to be involved, you know, initially. Um, they've got to be involved to get the core messaging, differentiation, the brand promises, um, core values, getting all these things down. Um, and then it makes the hiring like like easier that way when you're like hiring like someone to run it or you're, you're looking to outsource um, outsource somebody, you know, with it. Like like, like I had, you know, a great example of that I was working with it with a company and um uh, they they went through a, a program that that I had and it was uh, we got done with the three months and Chris was absolutely brilliant. This is fantastic. We we got so much in place and um, and they hired somebody. They said we hired somebody who can do like exactly like like what you start off. They're they're going to take it from here. It's like perfect. That was in March. Um, in December, I got an email from the company. This company was doing about three million dollars. Um, and I got an email from from uh, from them at Christmas time that year. And it's, the email said, just said, Chris, send me a contract. I'm like, I'm like a contract for what? <laughs> you know, it, it's like, um, and, and so, so I emailed him back and we, we got on a call. He goes, Chris goes, guy we hired, because we got more done with you in the three months than we did with for, like two hours a week with you than we did working with him um, full time for nine months. He said, you know, we, we want to work with you, like, like send me a contract. So, and then, and then he, then he followed that up and said, well, he, here's the deal. Um, I fired my whole marketing department. I don't have any time myself because I've got other relationships that, 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 that I'm building and nurturing. Um, and like, I, I believe in what you, what, what you're doing. I believe in your engineered approach. Um, here's what I have because I've got an operations manager, but she's so busy. She, all she's got is two hours a week. Can you make that work? And I'm like, <laughs> I said, well, I, I don't know. Let, let me ask you, is she, is she teachable? He's like, yeah. Can she get stuff done? He's like, yeah. And can she follow lead? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, let's let's do it. So so we met once a week, two hours a week, um, and they were working meetings. We're working, we're implementing, we're doing. And that year, um, they went from three million to ten million dollars that year. Nice. That is awesome. 
yeah so so it's it's but it wasn't like vertical growth it was we, we just yeah. hammering hammering on these systems that we first started building initially you know and then and then fueling fueling and getting feedback getting results fine-tuning 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 learn do adjust learn do adjust learn do adjust you know and then and then, then once we hit what malcolm gladwell would call that tipping point mm-hmm. that then you can open up the spigot and and have have that that vertical hockey stick growth that, that well and you've mentioned this a couple of points and a couple of times and it's not instant growth and I think that people are a little crazy if they expect instant growth. <laughs> Talk to me about the disadvantage to instant growth, um, because one, I see it as a fallacy. Two, I see it as a epic error in judgment. <laughs> if that's what you want to have happen, but that's just me. So, yeah. what's your yeah. perspective on that? Well, like I'm like everybody. Like I want instant growth. You know. Like I, I wish you know that 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 every you know, myself and everybody I've ever come across, we we you know could start a business and then go from nothing to uh, you know no no market experience, no nothing to having a seven figure business and launching it to eight figures and having it all wrapped up in in, in less than twelve months. You know, like like everybody everybody wants the fantasy, right? You know, but but the reality is 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 it doesn't it takes longer than that. It takes it takes like learning your market, getting your messaging out, refining your message, fine-tuning it, fine-tuning your differentiation, you know, um, going through future iterations of it until the market starts responding. I, I had a client that was um, in a previous life, he built a company from scratch to, uh, to $600 million. And um, he's, he wanted to start a, a new business in, in the health and wellness space. And he, he was like convinced that, that it was going to go vertical like like huge humongous like like overnight success and he's like chris he goes we're going to put a video it's going to go viral everyone's going to share it it's like okay it's not going to happen like that it's like how long did it take you to build your other business and he you know, it took me 26 years to build my other, other business and we had to grind it out for 13 years i said well like what would make you think that this is going to be so much different like what because it's the internet right and because of all the blogs we read all the all the videos we watched all, all, all the marketing messages we listen to all, all that crap and and he was convinced and i remember two years after after we started working together he said he says chris he goes you know what he goes i've finally given up the ghost of, of being an overnight success and um because because he was doing all these other things like, like i remember one one program he's like you know hire this guy and the guy was going to charge him like $20,000 and promised he was going to get 100,000 people to a site every week. And there's going to be like, you know, 10,000 opt-ins and thousands of buyers. And, and I'm like, it's not going to happen. You know, and then he had, and he wanted to hire this other guy who was like, put together some impressive strategy and with, with my engineering math back, background. I'm like, what this guy is saying is statistically impossible. You cannot accomplish that. He goes, I'm going to do it anyhow. It's okay. Well, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's do let, let's 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 do a, a test here. You run his his super strategy, and and we'll compare that to my boring strategy, and 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 we'll run exact same market, exact same audience, exact same time frame, exact same ever everything. So his this this guy's like super shiny, super exciting strategy. After three weeks, it yielded three leads at a cost per lead of. $5,000, something like that. Um, my boring strategy yielded 634 leads at a cost per lead of $3.54. Wow. Yeah. You know, 
because so, it's like people just go for the shebang, you know. And, but but like people promise you shebang, you're you're, you're like 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 you're getting scammed. Run, <laughs> run far <know>? away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? No, 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 no. Sure, there's 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 exceptions to that, you know, you know. But but they're few and far between. But but it's like the thing is, it takes like it takes time to really like de- develop your, your your messaging, and and especially if you've got a team, a leadership team, to get everybody on the same page, to get everyone like bought into the same vision. You know, to get all the oars in the water all pulling in the same direction at the same time and not like like one client they had all oars in the water but 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 everyone's pulling in a different direction you know and, and it's, it's like 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 a picture like like iron man you know the the, the superhero iron man he's got those yeah. like jet propulsions you, you know like things on his hand yeah. well when, when, when they're both behind him and they're firing he goes straight and that's great but what what if what if like the vision that you have you know mm-hmm. that that's behind you you know, is shooting you off in one direction. What if the vision that that, that your team has shoots you off and is shooting off in a different direction? You know, it's like it's like you're you're gonna like you're gonna be spinning around. It's gonna be super exciting for everybody, but it's gonna end up in a great big ball of fire. You know, <laughs> exactly. and, and and you're gonna be and you're gonna be nowhere. Exactly. I mean, it's entertaining for entertaining for everybody. But, but well, yeah, and but, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I highly recommend that people phone somebody's testimonials. <laughs> Say, how did it really go? Uh, cause yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and I think too, it's important to understand statistics in that you can kind of rub statistics to look good in any <laughs> way, shape or form, but the reality of it is, and when it comes to building a business is everything has to work in harmony to your point, you know, both hands have to be going in the same direction because if they're not going at the fastest speed you can in mayhem is not, a good, <laughs> it's not a good picture for anybody. I mean, it's 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 exciting for for you know like like a short period of time, right? Because hey, look at all the stuff we're getting done. Look at everything. Wow, look 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 at the activity we're doing. But but then when you have your, you know your quarterly meeting and you're looking at your KPIs and your sales and your your and it's like oh, we suck, you know, or 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 after a year, it's like oh, we're nowhere near where we where we wanted to be or hope to be. So, yep, yeah. I totally get that. So if somebody wants to actually grow their business and actually you know, have a plan in place where they're going to have somebody that can support them through the tough times because, you know, any plan has its curveballs. <laughs> you're going to go, hey, we did this thing and this is what happened. What do we do? I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. So how did they start that journey with you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good question, Michelle. Well, and they can always reach out to you because I know you've had a number of good people on, on the show. So they can say, hey, Michelle, who do you know who can do this? Um, yes. But, um, <laughs> but, 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 you know, like really it's like they, they, they really need to get crystal clear on, on, on the vision, you know, that, mm-hmm. that they have that they want and, and why they're doing it. There's a lot of people I work with. They have an exit plan. Like they, they, they want to, they've got like, like, I'll hear this a lot, Chris, like I've got one more push in me, you know, and, and then I want to, and then I want to sell the company and I want to be set up, you know, you know, I want, you know, me and my wife to be set up, my kids and their kids to be set up for life, you know? Um, and, and, and if you, and like, like not going to go through the math here, but, but they can add, 50 to a hundred fold that their net worth just, just by, by, by like growing their business in, in a, in a well-engineered way, you know, and, and they, they could like be financially free and have their kids, you know, their kids be financially free for life and also like set themselves up for, so they're protected as well. But, but they gotta, they gotta, they gotta have that vision. It's like, man, I am here and I want to get to there, wherever that is. And you know what? I understand that I'm going to need to change some things because I, because like, can you get, there wherever there is the same way you got here you know if you can great do it but most people they can't 
So, so, so it's like, you got to take honest inventory. So, okay, where am I? Where do I want to go? Can I get there the same way I got here? Okay. And am I, am I willing, am I willing to let go of some things, you know, in a controlled manner to, to get there and to buy more freedom, you know, like if, if so, that then, then, you know, I, I can help them, you know, with that. And easiest way to reach out to me is just, they can email me or they can go to web, my, my website and I've got a, uh, you know, it's just a, a free guide or, you know, um, or five day workshop, you know, like people will, will, will purchase, get a better feel for me, but. Nice. Well, we will of course have all of your links in the show notes. So you can go and check those things out. And of course, depending on when you're listening to this, we may even have more links for them. So all good stuff down there. Excellent. I love it. So I get to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Um, I, 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 I wish I could, uh, well, I wanted to be an entrepreneur when, when, when I was a, actually when I was a kid, uh, you know, and I started selling hockey sticks, you know, um, okay. I, yeah, I bought, I'm from, from Canada. Right. And so, so I, I bought, I bought these hockey sticks and uh, my friend had these Russian hockey sticks that he bought in bulk. And, and, uh, it's when Canada, Russia, you know, rivalry series was going on. It was a hot thing. And, and then, um, so I could buy these sticks for six bucks and I sold them for 10 to 20 bucks. So it, it, was, it was fun, but, but it didn't really take root until years later after I was an engineer. And, and then I saw like how much money engineers made. And, and I had a, uh, had a good friend who was doing sales, who was making, I think as, as an engineer, it's like 30 years ago, I was making 60 grand a year. My friend was making like 250 a year and wasn't, he was selling, he was selling coupons, like three oil changes for 20 bucks at Jiffy Lube. That's what he was doing. And I'm like, I, 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 I missed this class <laughs> in, in engineering school, but like, I, or I was playing hockey. That day. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So, so that, that just sparked, you know, the, the entrepreneur, Michael Gerber calls the entrepreneurial seizure. It sparked that. And then it's like, okay, well. I love it. Chris, you've been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Uh, no, no, I don't, I, I don't think so. What here, here's, here's the thing. It's like, it's like, you know, like if you really wanted to, if you got something inside of you and the, the, there's more, like I've got more, like I've got this message I've worked so hard on. It's my life's work. I want, I want to make it go big. If there's something more then, then, then like, why not get after it? You know, I, like, like, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of, a lot of years playing small, you know, it's like, why not just, and most clients have, it's like, why not just get after it? You know, I say small, it's like, you know, they're at, they're at seven figures. Why not, get, why not get 10 million, then 20 million, 50 million, hundred million, you know, and, and exit somewhere in there, start up a passion project. But just like, it's like, man, just, just like, just get after it. Life is so much more fun when, when you get after it. Love it. Couldn't agree more. You've yeah. been, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Awesome. Well, well thank you for allowing me to, uh, to share Michelle and I uh, yeah, appreciate you having me here. Love it. Peeps, thank you for being here today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Thank you for listening to 7 to 8. If you're interested in upping your speaking game, be sure to connect with our guests with the links in the show notes and connect with me to see how we can help you get your tech done for you and help your speaking dreams come true.